Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet creator of the Lazy Genius Movement, Kendra Adachi, financial author, Jason Kelly, and tech and lifestyle entrepreneur, John Roa. Enjoy. Hi, this is Kendra Adachi, author of The Lazy Genius Way. I have been writing on the internet for about 10 years, and I just started to see patterns from my followers and readers that they were asking similar questions. But all of those questions kind of had the same root, which was everyone was just trying so very hard at all of the wrong things. I realized after answering question after question every single day, being bombarded with those, I wanted to create a resource for women who felt this way that they could open anytime they need it and actually get an answer rather than sending you know, a DM to a stranger on the internet. They could actually get an answer and find some peace in their life. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be surprising and sore. I am shocked at how sore my body has been every day. Like my shoulders hurt, my back hurts. You just hold a lot more energy and stress in your body, even though I'm just sitting here still saying words. It feels like exercise. It's very strange. I realized I had trouble pronouncing intricate. I just had to go slowly then. I had to say the phrase, an intricate system. And it took a lot of times. And it was also on like one of the final pages of the book. So it was doubly comical. I'm proud that I was able to sound like myself, sound like my personality At least I hope I did. But this book is really personal and I want it to sound like me because a lot of the people who will read this book are also listeners of my podcast, which is my voice saying words. And so I'm just really thrilled that this book feels like a conversation with me rather than just listening to a book written by me. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Emily Blunt. I really love her. And I would like to hear my like vibe with a British accent. That would be really fun. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, narrated by Jim Dale. And I loved it because it's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, narrated by Jim Dale. It's pretty much perfect. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Once a month, we had a morning staff meeting, and coworkers would take turns providing breakfast for everyone. Most months had the usual fare of grocery store muffins and fruit salad, and I remember thinking, I can do better than this. I eventually signed up for breakfast duty, not out of kindness, but because I wanted my breakfast to be the gold standard. Yes, I cringe with humiliation as I publicly share such hubris, 
But as a self-righteous perfectionist, I was obsessed with keeping score, avoiding failure, and being impressive. Comparison and judgment were par for the course. Hi, this is Jason Kelly. I'm the author of The Neatest Little Guide to Stock Market Investing. I started investing in order to help my mother get ahead in life, actually, and I realized there wasn't much material that she would enjoy reading about and that would actually help her. And when I couldn't find it, I decided to write it myself. That's what kicked off my whole Neatest Little Guide series. And it turned into a career for me because it turns out there are a lot of people out there who can't find easily accessible and useful investing information. And this book was an attempt to keep people out of the clutches of overpriced investment advisors and to show that what actually works in the market over the long term is not that complicated and that ordinary people working at it part-time can do very well and, in fact, can do better than many professionals. And the years since the book's first publication have borne out that truth, which brings me great satisfaction. I loved this. I loved seeing how many people are working hard to make this the best production it can be. I liked being one part of a bigger team and trying to do my best and hopefully pulling it off. And I'd actually like to do a lot more of this because it's, uh, you know, it's something that helps people a lot. Not everybody can sit down and devote the time to read a book, but an audio book has so much more flexibility. It can be listened to in the car or while exercising or even while reading along in the book. And I just think it's really great that this is booming so much and that I could play a part in it. It's exhilarating. I had more trouble than I expected figuring out how to talk about stock prices and big numbers on audio because it's easy to read those silently in your head, but it's quite different to spell them out and say them out loud. So sometimes I would say dollars and sometimes I wouldn't. Sometimes I'd say a date as 2010, sometimes 2010. So I had to get better at those kind of small details to keep it consistent. As for pronunciation, I'm embarrassed to say I wasn't sure how to pronounce Chuck Palahniuk's last name because it looks like Palahniuk, the way it's written out. He's the author of Fight Club, and I refer to that in the resources section of this book. And so we had to pause and go to Chuck's website to get that pronunciation right. So apologies, Chuck, but that spelling is pretty tricky. I'm glad we got it right. I like the parts of the book where I can pause and feel that the writing is coming straight from my heart as I'm saying it. So it doesn't feel like reading from the book. It feels like there are my thoughts original in this very moment. And it's not always easy to get into that mode. I guess some people would call it flow or maybe just mode or the muse visiting or something like that. But I liked when I could feel that I was almost not reading anymore and I was just coasting or gliding over the words and they were just coming out of my mouth the way I might say them while sitting with a friend or talking to somebody who had just asked me to provide that information. I like the parts that are not so numbers driven, but more about the emotional impact of investing and the real life changes that it creates in people's lives, because I've seen that firsthand. And I hope that I could get the feeling and the gravity of it into my intonation and just the heart feeling of my voice at the microphone. It felt a few times that it was really there in that wonderful state of flow and that it was coming out in a way that it would resonate with the reader and they would really get what I was feeling. I, 
I hope that's the case, and I hope that the reader can enjoy those moments while listening as much as I did while speaking them. If I wasn't going to narrate my book myself, I would probably hit up George Clooney to narrate it. He and I are on great terms, you know, so on top of that, I think his voice really fits this material because he sounds smart. Of course, he has a wonderful, rich voice, and I think he would bring a lot of feeling to the parts that should have feeling so that the process of investing feels like more than just a numbers and money game, but something that's actually part of the life view and a world experience. I think George Clooney's voice could bring that, but also maintain a sense of authority. So if you're listening, George, you can always email me. The last audiobook I listened to was Where the Crawdads Sing, and it was just such a nice escape from this era that we're in, and what a production that was. It was almost acted out as if it were on stage, and I just, I like that. I like to see how much potential there is in audiobooks, that they can cover everything from very practical, step-by-step, pragmatic information to a multi-layered, richly set novel And I think as a kind of counterpoint or the opposite end of the spectrum from my business audio book would be something like Where the Crawdads Sing because it is such a rich story and it's so well done in audiobook form. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is on long plane rides because I live in Japan. In normal years, there are quite a few long plane rides associated with living here because I'm going back to the States or other places. And I just love settling into that space where... Nobody can get me. I am not receiving emails. There are no distractions, and I can just put on the nice headphones and close my eyes and take in sometimes an entire audiobook in the course of the journey. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Anybody can make money in the stock market. By picking up the phone or turning on the computer, you can own a piece of a company and all of its fortune or folly without ever attending a board meeting, developing a product, or devising a marketing strategy. When I was 11 years old, my grandfather explained to me in less than 10 seconds why he invested in stocks. We sat by his pool in Arcadia, California, and he read the stock tables. I asked why he looked at all that fine print on such a beautiful day. He said, because it takes only $10,000 and two 10-baggers to become a millionaire. That didn't mean much to me at the time, but it does now. What's up, everyone? This is John Roa, author of A Practical Way to Get Rich and Die Trying. I was inspired to write this book to give an account of the other side of success that we don't normally hear, especially amongst entrepreneurs. This book is my life story, and it's really focused on this five-year period where I was the founder and CEO of one of the fastest-growing companies in America, all before the age of 30. It's important to me to bring the topics of this book, including mental illness, burnout, stress, and entrepreneurship more to the forefront in a more vulnerable and honest way. I've read a lot of memoirs in my life, and I found this distinction between works from artists, athletes, and musicians who are generally very open and honest about their lives to entrepreneurs and leaders who tend to shy away from the honesty and prefer to tell a very kind of clean or glossy story. I've learned that most of our experiences are not clean and glossy. So I took it upon myself to use my story to promote more honesty and vulnerability. 
If I had to describe recording my audiobook in one word, I'd probably have to use two. Difficult and exhilarating. It's not an easy task, but it was really cool and really enjoyable. And it makes you appreciate your own book in a different way. I'm not sure how it is for other authors, but when I wrote the book, I focused on the words and the story and the structure and the emotions. I never recited any of it out loud. I'm not sure I've ever spoken a single paragraph of the book out loud until I sat in the studio for 27 hours recording the audiobook. It gave me an amazing new perspective of my own story. It also gives me a lot of respect for voice actors. This is not an easy thing to do. I had tons of flubs and mistakes as I went, but it was still just a really cool and unique experience. What words did I struggle to pronounce? For some reason throughout my book, I had a bunch of random French words and phrases. I'm not really sure why, but words like couture and haute and these different things popped up throughout. And I've never had to say any of those out loud. I don't know any French. So I definitely had trouble pronouncing those. Then there's all these other words throughout the book that you often type but never say. And so I'd come across these and you've seen them a million times, but probably never thought about how to pronounce them properly. So yeah, there were plenty of times and funny moments and outtakes that came from trying to stumble over those words. I'm excited that listeners will be able to hear some of the emotion from the story as it's read, as it was a very emotional story to read. Writing the book was a journey of self-reflection on the best and frankly worst moments of my life. Saying it all out loud invoked a lot of feelings that I'm sure comes out in my voice. There are three or four moments in the book where things get very heated, where my character is effectively yelling. Trying to get that right in the sound booth was very challenging. As you, you want to capture the moment, but you also don't want to be screaming at the listener. It goes with the same kind of characterization with other highly emotional moments in the book, like trying to describe depression or a mental breakdown. It took a lot of work and takes to get that right, but it was a really kind of good experience to do so. And I think we, I think we nailed it. If I wasn't going to record my own audiobook, I'd probably cast Tom Hardy as the, as the narrator. Now, trust me, it, it would make no sense to have a British accent and a Brit do the book, but his voice is just so absolutely epic that I'm sure it would create a whole new dimension to my story. The last audiobook that I listened to and loved was probably Born a Crime from Trevor Noah. I've met Trevor, don't know him super well, but from what I do know, just an absolutely amazing, inspirational guy. And hearing him as a very gifted speaker tell his story and just what his life's journey has been was incredibly compelling and interesting. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. I'm excited to share this story with you. I'm also quite petrified as I'm about to tell strangers all about my crazy life, wildest proclivities, and darkest secrets. Well, too late now. So much for being a private person. At the age of 26, I was dead broke and ready to give up on my life goal of being an entrepreneur. At 29, I was a millionaire and running one of the fastest growing companies in America. Two years later, I sold my company and my mind was ruined. 
To you, my story may be entertaining, motivational, demotivational, funny, unbelievable, familiar, sad, or absurd. That depends on your perspective. All I can promise you is that it's honest. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.